Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today are Louis D'Souza and Anne-Marie Young. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we're also happy to be welcoming back Greg, the Hydrogen Man, who is uh, back for a second visit after enthralling us the last time he was on with all the information he had to share about the role that hydrogen plays in our bodies in the healing mode and healthy mode and so forth and he's got the he's got some more research he's going to share with us today so that's gonna be fun too but uh greg first of all welcome back how you doing can you hear me oops i think we lost him well all right then we'll go with my co-host so <laughs> louis and Amory, we were we were talking uh just before we got started about the the new theme music uh, and I told you guys. Uh, let's he's you obviously that. so stunned by your work. I tell you. He's just dropped off. <laughs> he just blew him off the screen entirely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. He'll be back in a second, I'm sure. But, uh, oh, yep, here he comes. Okay. We'll go come back in. There he is. Okay. Can you hear me now? Now I can, yeah. Oh, okay. Good. like a <laughs> pushing robot there from my end. Oh, what Why? fun. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So anyway, welcome back to uh, the All Way Today program. And uh, since the last time we had you on the show, um, you, you had some uh, information you were going to share uh, that has come out of the research. That is this research you've been doing or research others have been doing? Or what kind of research is this? Well, this particular latest info is, you know, I, I've been educating on hydrogen for quite a while, obviously. And there's different modalities of making hydrogen. And some of them, I don't personally recommend based on, I guess, just logic, you know, because again, there's different ways to make hydrogen, but a lot of people really didn't believe me. And finally, there was a lab in Japan, they kind of specialize in hydrogen. They did some laboratory studies on, uh, they did some on the little portable bottles that we talked about, I think a little bit. Right. Yeah. And they also did some on those hydrogen pills I was talking about. So finally, for me, it was a big deal because it literally proved exactly what I've been saying. So it, it just showed that I was right. And it's not so much like an ego thing. Um, it's important because otherwise, if you use hydrogen incorrectly, it could potentially be harmful, you know, to you because of the way you're making it. So again, purity is key, very important. Like most things, you know, you want pure, really clean water. There could be things in water that can harm you if it's not, you know, filtered properly or, you know, properly treated. So it was kind of a big deal. It's been years that I've been talking about it. So the the lab test finally came out. So for that's me, right. it was a really big deal. Maybe yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, that's all right though. That, that's important. And it, it occurs to me, it's been a while since we had you on the program. So there are probably a number of people listening who uh, were not necessarily listening to that particular episode. So we should give them a little bit of a background. Plus, I think this is the first time, Amory, you've you've seen this too. So. Yeah. We, we need to uh, lay some groundwork here. So let's just touch on what the, the high points are about why hydrogen is so important. So hydrogen is obviously, a, well, we're talking about molecular hydrogen as there are different, you know, types of hydrogen, which is a gas. If you really just think of like oxygen, you know, water is H2O. So it's two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. And we're talking about just a pure hydrogen gas. And basically they have shown that it has, and I always like to begin, I, I don't give any medical advice and I don't make any medical claims, but based on that, there is a lot of scientific data showing the benefits of hydrogen. And it's already been approved actually medically in Japan. So they're already using it. It already went through, you know, the vigorous 
uh, processes that they have to go to to see if it's medically viable. And then, of course, I started learning about it, learning how to make it and use it. And I've seen things like just with my own father, for example, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, glaucoma, arthritis. I mean, I've seen all those things just go away. And then a lot of other people started getting such benefits. In fact, I got an email about a week ago. This was such a, a really beautiful story. This poor woman had uh, celiac disease. Mm-hmm. And she was saying how painful it was. She said it was literally more painful than having a baby. She was saying it was that painful. And she's had it for like 40 years or so. And she got on the hydrogen proper protocol. And she emailed me about a week ago saying it's her celiac is gone. And it just blew her away. I mean, just blew her away. She said she was eating things that she really shouldn't be eating, actually. Zero pain and her body was tolerating it just fine. And she was just, she couldn't be happier. She said she was just, and couldn't believe it. That something is already out there. It's blowing the medical profession away as well. Yeah, there's a lot of. um, I mean, I was invited to do a to do a talk at a medical center down in California, which I haven't gone to yet, and uh, and I've been talking to more and more physicians because the word is getting out more and more, and that's why the scientific studies are so important. I mean, if anybody even wants to read them, you can go to holyhydrogen.com. They have a lot of these studies, a lot of them are peer reviewed. So the the creme of the creme, you know, when it comes to scientific studies which is important uh, because I've spoken to a lot of, you know, whether it's biologists, doctors, pharmacists, you know, that a lot of times they just don't believe me. They're like, nah, this sounds like nonsense. And then I always Mm. tell them because I can see they're not really listening. So I just tell them, you know what, why don't you go read the data and then we'll talk. And they always come back within a week and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I can't believe (laughs) this. How did I not know? It's, it's always the same thing, you know? So, so, Greg, I was telling Walt the other day in the sauna, I was uh, chatting to a guy who had muscular dystrophy. And uh, I said to him, have you looked on the Internet to see if anybody had cured themselves on it? And he said, no, the doctor said it's incurable. So that was it. Um, I went and did a bit of research on it, and I couldn't find any studies of anybody who's cured themselves of muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious if, if you've got any... Um, uh, any uh, information with hydrogen relating to muscular dystrophy? Well, you know, now that you mentioned it, I was just going to actually look it up while we're talking because what I do know, what I can tell you is just off the top of my head right now, I do know of hydrogen for oh, when you, what happened? Well, I, the name is slipping my mind right now. Um, atrophy. So muscle atrophy. Which is, um, it, which is a loss, loss of muscle mass, which I'm guessing. Yeah. Yes, and that's why I was looking up exactly what muscular dystrophy is. It talks about um, abnormal gene mutation interfering with the production of proteins needed for healthy tissues. And so it says, I just wonder what the what the symptoms are, what I was kind of looking for here. Trouble swallowing. You know, I don't know anybody specifically, you know, for mm. muscular dystrophy. Um, but I do know about um, atrophy. And hydrogen has been actually just mind-blowing uh, for atrophy. Even I did some of my own kind Define of Define atrophy? So, like, for example, if I – don't, I don't know. What's the longest you've ever been laid up in bed without being able to walk? Mm, probably a couple of days. <laughs> you know, like, people who end up being in bed for, you know, weeks and months on end, you know, the, the muscles begin to atrophy, so they be, they begin to wither away okay. quite yeah. quickly. So it is the loss of and, lean muscle mass, yeah. 
Yeah. And I think muscular dystrophy is actually uh, different, but they oh, do get okay. damaged. It seems to be a little similar, though. There seems to be damage to the muscles. That's what I was looking up right now, which get progressively weaker, end up leading to a lot of people, you know, to like a wheelchair and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would think, I mean, just, you know. I mean, everything collapses, the lungs, the heart, everything eventually collapses. I would actually guess, now it's just a total guess, obviously, um, but I do think it would have an effect because I think I told you guys before, roughly 97% per- of all disease is due to free radical damage, depending on where you mm-hmm. have that free radical damage. And that's something that hydrogen addresses quite well. And that's the reason that it seems to have a profound effect on so many different medical conditions. Um, my guess, just based on a lot of my experience, I, I do think it would be helpful for them. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I think it would I'm, be. I'm really interested because I literally did do a search on it and I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find anybody hinting that they had cured themselves in any shape or form. Um, I, can, I can tell so you right I, here, I, not, not, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking we should have a we should have a website with all the different people that have cured themselves on different things. Like, I mean, there's there's a lot of records of different people curing themselves of different cancers. So, you know, there, there's there's tons and tons of right. that now. But um, kind of think there should be a website for for anybody who's cured anything. You know, I just think it's a good idea. I mean, of course, it's open to a lot of criticism from the medical profession, but of course. Yeah. you know, if you make big, big disclaimers everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they did do, there was a study. I just found it right now already. Um, they have it on NCBI PubMed central. So it's a very, very legitimate source. And they did show molecular hydrogen alleviates motor deficits and muscle, muscle degeneration, which is something mm-hmm. that I've seen myself. I, I actually did, this this on myself which was a terrible thing to do but i've done a lot of self-experimentation with hydrogen yeah and i've literally put myself in bed for months i know that was really foolish um but i was able to just get up and walk like nothing even though i had not i i should have had atrophy and i didn't and it was mind-blowing i mean absolutely mind-blowing um but yeah they did show a positive so, so you were in a perfect health condition and you lay in bed for a month and you used hydrogen while you were doing it, and you did it at specifically for an experiment. Yeah, I'm um, getting the reason, it right. Um, almost. Uh, the reason that I decided to okay. do it at that time was because I decided to do it because I had done something to kind of I kind of tweak myself and hurt myself a little bit. So I was like, you know what, this would be a good time to do that experiment. And then mm-hmm. I, I put myself in bed, and it's no fun. It's really hard to do something like that. But I did, and yeah. You have to have a strong mind more than anything. Yeah, and I have a lot of experience, you know, with that. I actually was bedridden one time for two weeks when I was around 18 years old. And, boy, when I stood – and I was in really – I mean, I was – you know, I've always been pretty athletic. And when I stood up, my legs felt weak. And it was the first time in my life that I was like, whoa, two weeks, and and my legs feel like this. And uh, and now, many, many, many years later – um, when I did this, I could, you know, I could be in bed for months and get up and it was unbelievable. So because, know. because I've done a lot of self experimentation as well. I'm, I'm curious who fed you. So I want to know the same thing. Where the flash <laughs> water and bathroom come from? <laughs> it, you know, it was, it was really, really, it, it was pretty brutal, but I had somebody who was helping me. So, right. Okay. Yeah, somebody had to, there's no way you could do it with, yeah, yeah. without somebody helping you. 
somebody must be quite dedicated to help you go through that. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It wasn't You'd have it wasn't to really necessary. twist their arm or pay them, one of the two. <laughs> no, I didn't pay them, but, you know, they're, they're very kind. I mean, I have a lot of um, I have a lot of good people in my life, you know, friends, mm-hmm. family. You know, there's I have a lot of good people, and I tend to do a lot for others. And so when I need something, a lot of people are actually willing to help me. So I'm very fortunate that way. Great. That's really powerful. So, Greg, Greg, for people like myself or people out there who haven't heard of you before, can you just explain to us, like, how hydrogen affects your body and what, the, how it benefits your body? Yeah, so, okay, so as far as the full mechanism, the truth is that science doesn't completely know. What they do know so far is they can see that it works. It's trying to understand the mechanism of exactly what it does, but it, it does appear to function as what they call a selective antioxidant. And people need to understand that antioxidants come in different sizes. So like vitamin E, vitamin C, you know, glutathione, they're all different sizes. Hydrogen is so tiny, it can penetrate even to the deepest part of the mitochondria. So that's one of the ways that it helps because acting as an antioxidant, you know, free radicals, oxidative stress, ROS, which stands for reactive oxygen species, these type of things cause a lot of issues in the body and are actually primarily the source of disease. So if you have too much free radical damage in your liver, then that would be liver disease. Too much free radical damage in your kidney, wherever it is, it causes a type of disorder. So hydrogen seems to go in there and basically kind of, um, it, it removes that free radical damage and neutralizes it because hydrogen seems to have an affinity towards oxygen, hence water, you know, hydrogen and oxygen. And this oxidative stress is like a form of oxygen. And so that's one way that it really, really helps. But it also does a lot of strange, weird things. Like when you drink the hydrogen water, because there's multiple ways to bring hydrogen into the body. When you drink hydrogen water, they've observed that you start producing ghrelin. And ghrelin is incredibly good for your health and is a precursor to HGH, which is the human growth hormone, which is also very good for you. So the water seems to have that particular impact also. And it's extremely good for the gut. The gut, you know, whether it's bringing down inflammation and even it even shows it's been working as like a signaling molecule also hydrogen so it just does so much and it's literally like life itself so they actually approved it and already use it in japan for example for strokes that's always one of my favorite stories because if you have a stroke in japan for example and you're not getting proper blood supply to your brain you literally start inhaling hydrogen gas the ambulance will put you on hydrogen gas and the hydrogen gas goes straight to the brain and it will literally keep that part of the brain alive even though there's no blood i mean that's unheard of because if you cut off blood supply to your hand your hand's gonna die and so that's what happens with the brain when you're not getting proper blood supply and so the hydrogen gas goes in there keeps it alive until they can take this patient to the hospital and restore the blood supply and their their recovery rates are almost 100 percent. i mean people can recover fully you know and that's only you know a few of the ways it's also amazing for the heart um, that's the other thing that it approved for i myself had a heart condition which is totally gone and i and i needed surgery and i never i never needed it after i used hydrogen it it resolved the issue and i had that problem for a long time you know well over two decades so you know that's just some of the stuff that it does you know it does it does appear to affect like i was saying like signaling molecules like the nrf2 pathway even possibly from from what i can see in more recent data the p53 gene which is very much related 
get to something I'm not sure if we should or could talk about, but that little thing that goes in your arm that there's a lot of talk about out there for certain viruses, as they say. And um, so I'm not sure if that's a, not a, you know, don't go there subject and I won't, but there, if you don't want me to, but. There aren't too many subjects that are off, that are off topic. The only thing that we really try to avoid <laughs> is we try to avoid um, diving off the deep end into horrible negativity and staying there. Oh, <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to be negative. It was just fact. No, well, Walt, I, that's why I... Walt, have you been vaccinated? I have actually. Okay. Uh, Emery? Yeah. Okay, Greg? No. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. So two, two for, two against. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's well, nicely balanced. <laughs> I, and, I'm, and I want to make it clear, you know, it's not that I'm against it. It's that no, I likewise. Just, I just look at the data. I'm really big on data. And, you know, this being such a new technology, I was like, whoa, I'm going to kind of wait and you know, see what the data presents. And there's a lot of new stuff coming. I mean, there was a big study out of Switzerland that just came out like a week ago, and it was really big um, and very fascinating. So, yeah, you, you know, Greg, I studied the newspaper. It had a little picture of two rats, and one was saying to the other, have you been vaccinated yet? <laughs> you know the rest <laughs> of it, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. No, no. The other one said, no, I'll wait for the humans to test it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So now you're making me think I should I should give the other side of the story. The other side of the story is I didn't really care one way or another, but I I was just tired of all the the, the negative talk. So I figured, well, okay, I'll, I'll take the vaccine. And I don't think it's going to harm me anything, so no problem. I'll just go with it. But I, I wasn't strong about it one way or another, yeah. to be honest. I was the same. Well, I was just like, if it allows me to live my life again. Then I'll take it. Yeah. That's what I heard of a lot. And I almost, I almost did that myself. I was kind of mm -hmm. getting tired of all the, the limitations that they were putting on you and, and the negativity about it. If you didn't do it, of course, I had family members who were pressuring me, you know, and, um, luckily I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad based on some, you know, some data coming out, but, you know, I did all the other things to take care of myself. You know, the, the data on vitamin D and, you know, and making sure your, your nutritional levels are up. And, I, and, mm -hmm. and by the way, they're they're using hydrogen in Asia for that particular virus. Are they really? So, Interesting. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, because Which when you part of Asia? That, um, in China and Japan, and I think Korea might be using it too. They Because what mm -hmm. they find is that when you inhale the gas, it brings down inflammation because hydrogen also functions as, as an anti-inflammatory. Anti-inflammatory. So they were using mm -hmm. it for... They were using it for the inflammation and then also, you know, a lot of free radical damage causes that inflammation and then also mm -hmm. the overactive immune system, you know, the cytokine storm and hydrogen really helps balance, uh, you know, not, not having your immune system be too overly active or underly active. It's a, it's a great balancer and that's ultimately mm -hmm. what the body really, really needs is really good balance. You, you talk a lot about antioxidants and I was wondering, Amberie, do you, do you understand what antioxidants are? Well, I, not really. I'm putting you on the spot because I think a lot of listeners may not be quite clear on it either. So, um, yeah, I mean, don't know, I, um, not technically. I mean, you you hear they give you you hear that they they give you more nutrients into your body and they do more good. So that's pretty much all my knowledge on it. So, if you take an apple and you cut it, what happens to it? 
and you leave it out in the in the air. It goes brown. And not, yeah. It goes brown. It goes what happens brown. if you cut an apple and you squeeze some lemon on it? It stays. It stays the same color. Yeah. So if you look at the brownness, the brownness is kind of like rusting. Mm-hmm. It's it's rusting. So if you if you put some oil on on some metal, then it won't rust. So if you put yeah. some vitamin C on the apple, it won't rust. So the whole body goes through rusting all the time inside in different ways. And that's the, um, the oxidization that happens, which, you know, some people take huge amount of vitamin C to try and curb it, et cetera, et cetera. That's Greg's got a, a more detailed explanation <laughs> on it. <laughs> no, I, I think, I think that was a great explanation. I think the, the only difference between hydrogen, which is something that really boggled my mind, is that it's a selective antioxidant. So that's mm-hmm. what makes it quite unique because you don't actually want to antioxidize everything in the body. You would most likely die. It's a, your body is a balance of oxidation mm-hmm. and antioxidation. It's like this whole balance. And that's why it's important, you know, to have that balance, you know, for overall good health. And, you know, I think you explained it though quite well. I know vitamin C, I, th- I think vitamin C is great and I think we could use it more. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the medical literature about mm. large amounts of vitamin C for things like cancer and whatnot, but those type of molecules are indiscriminate. They just go in and do on- antioxidants, antioxidants. And so you'd never want to do too much, but with hydrogen, mm. it's so easy because you don't have to worry about that part. It's selective and if you get too much, your body will just off gas it and it's, it's kind of easy and simple and beautiful mm. as long as it's clean you know that's always been my my big thing even with um with like ozone technology it's the same thing you have to have a pure medical grade for example oxygen tanks to really make quality ozone if you're going to use a medically so mm-hmm. much the same thing purity is important it's a it's a really fascinating thing to me because i louis you brought up the idea of the antioxidant what an antioxidant is of course so great you actually mentioned it first but um the, the whole idea of oxygen in the body, oxygen, like you said, Greg, there's a there's a balance to be had there because oxygen actually plays a very key role in helping us get healthy. And we have an infection, it basically the body burns it up. <laughs> it literally burns the stuff that needs to be gotten rid of. It, 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 it oxidizes it. That's what oxidization is. So it, yeah. it's an interesting balance that has to be attained in the body. And I think it's also noteworthy that as much as medical science has learned over the decades and even centuries about how the body works with oxygen and other elements, we probably know like 0.01% of what there is to be known about it. There's, there's just so much more that, you know, there are, there are so many large gaps that medical science just hasn't been able to figure out yet. And, and it's probably going to take, you know, decades before they're able to fill in even a substantial portion of that. So I like to keep that in mind whenever, uh, whenever we have conversations about uh, medicine, health and so forth, that as much as we've learned, there's so much more to learn. And I think probably just based on what you've been telling us, the same is, is going to be even more true for hydrogen because we know even less about hydrogen than we know about the other elements. Yeah, they often, for a long time, they thought that it was just an inert gas. They thought it didn't do anything, but it's it's quite subtle. I got to say, hydrogen is very, very subtle in the way that it works. It's not, you know, overly overly powerful as far as the way that it affects you. Everything's very subtle and very gentle, you know, very gentle in the way that it works. 
And it's something that I, I kind of, uh, I like that. And I've learned, you know, there was a guy, I mean, just to give you one example, there was a guy who went to the doctor and, you know, they always check everything and they're telling him, Hey, you have high blood pressure. And he told the doctor, I don't feel anything. He's like, well, you may not feel anything, but you have high blood pressure. And uh, if you don't take care of it, it's going to lead to a stroke. And he found my channel and he heard about hydrogen, you know, helping with blood pressure. So he got on the hydrogen and I remember him getting back to me about a month or two and he was emailing me saying, hey, I'm not feeling anything from this hydrogen stuff. And I was like, look, it, we already know through science, it's a scientific fact as far as what it's doing. So I wouldn't worry about it. Just you know, continue to do it. And I think it was about six months it took him. And he went to the doctor's office and they're like, wow, your, your, your blood pressure is normal. You know, what have you been doing? And the guy just said, well, I don't feel anything. And he's like, well, you may not feel anything, but your blood pressure is, is, is now normal. You know, you don't need medication. But this guy was just one of these guys who I don't feel anything. He never felt anything. And, um, and I've heard people like that. And then there's people who are quite sensitive. Man, there's people who give me their feedback and it completely lines up with the data. And it's very impressive. And, you know, the people who seem to really observe are people who, like, there was a lady who was on um, statins, and I think she was on blood pressure medication. You know, they ended up taking her off those medications, um, but she was kind of noticing it, though she lost a lot of weight. Um, hydrogen also helps. So it, this is new data, too, by the way. When you're overweight, the body goes through some really strange things. It's, it's new. This is, again, really new information. The body literally gets confused when we have too much weight on it and it starts sending inflammatory signals all over the place. It just seems like almost mm -hmm. seems random and it's really difficult and confusing to the body. Well, when you bring hydrogen in, hydrogen seems to start regulating that, bringing the body back to balance and actually beginning to activate the, the metabolism again. And then people start losing mm -hmm. weight. And that, was, that happened to a woman. I actually had the video. She lost like 40 pounds. This was a woman in a wheelchair. And she didn't change anything in her lifestyle except for hydrogen. And it, she lost a lot of weight. They took her off medications. They had to lower other medications. And she was on her way to exactly what I've always seen. But, um, but it's always amazing to see it right before you, you know. And uh, it's, it's always exciting to me. It's always exciting when, when people get better from this because it's hard to believe that, it's, that it does what it does. It really is hard to believe because it's what, almost what, too good to be true. What more do we know? I mean, we, we've already acknowledged, we know very, very little about what hydrogen actually does. And I'm, again, re-underlining re what you said earlier, you're not a medical, medical uh, expert here, you're not giving medical advice, but just based on your own research, what do we know about the role that hydrogen does play in the body? Well, I think one of the other things that's important to note is we actually make hydrogen mm -hmm. in our bodies and we make it primarily in our gut. And when you look at what we keep learning about the gut, it's super fascinating. I mean, even, you know, science still hasn't identified just the gut bacteria, all of it that we have in our gut. And yet we know that almost 80% of our immune system is in our gut. And we even have data showing that the gut is linked to the production of serotonin in the brain. So the gut, the gut and the brain obviously seem to be connected, even dementia. Dementia is linked to issues with the gut also. And so the gut plays a huge role. And what happens as you age, you're literally making less and less hydrogen as you age, which is also correlated with stomach acids. As you age, you make less and less stomach acids. And so hydrogen seems to have an effect on all these things. It, it, it again, brings the inflammation down in the gut. 
it seems to actually be really good for the gut bacteria, almost like feeding some, you know, you, you feed, you get really good microbiome when using hydrogen. I've seen so many people, that's one of the biggest things that I've seen is people benefiting in their gut. That's why the woman with celiac disease, right? I've known people with Crohn's, a lot of people with leaky gut. I mean, all these gut issues, hydrogen seems to just be almost like magical for the gut. Because to me, the gut is like our garden. You know, it's like this, this <clears throat> flora, you know, and you want all these plants and you want a real rich environment of hydrogen, oxygen. You know, this is what you want. You don't want a putrid environment with like rotting flesh or maggots or parasites. You know, you want a really healthy environment. And I th and hydrogen also seems to help. It just kind of keeps things very clean. That's something that's very important in regards to the hydrogen. But if we want to keep it really simple, I just think it's a life molecule that, you know, we were talking about oxidation. If you look at this is one of the biggest secrets that I think I've uncovered, and it's really quite simple. Water. We have H2, which we know is molecular hydrogen, and we have O, which is oxygen. So oxygen is oxidizing, which is literally the death molecule, right? You oxidize, you kill something. Hydrogen is the life molecule. It's the antioxidant, and it brings life. And ultimately, the body really needs more life. As we're getting older, and we're not getting like even proper, like there's an interesting uh, scriptural verse, which talks about life is in the blood. You know, your blood, the movement of the blood, the cleanliness of the blood, all, all this quote unquote, um, like blood circulation is very important. If you notice, as you get older, a lot of people tend to be more cold. Their digits are cold, you know, their hands, their feet. Well, hydrogen, I literally have footage from a medical lab um, or a, a medical center in Japan where they're studying dementia and Alzheimer's and they were doing thermoimaging and they were using the hydrogen specific, literally specifically from the device that I use because that's the, the go-to device in all these medical centers in Japan. And they were showing not only better blood flow, they were showing the temperature increase like at, at the feet, you know, the, and your digits. And one thing that Japanese discovered, which I thought was fascinating, specific about cancer, but it appears to be common with other diseases, is that almost every single cancer patient has a lower core body temperature than they're supposed to have. Mm -hmm. And so temperature, have you ever noticed how little babies or little kids will run around in a diaper, even if it's cold and, and they, they're very warm, there's a lot of good blood circulation. And the number one university in the world that researches and studies hydrogen, which is called Keio University in Japan, they discovered that hydrogen opens up what's called like ghost veins, if you guys have ever heard of this. But basically, it's like these when you're a little like when you're a little kid or you're young, you're getting blood everywhere. Well, believe it or not, as you get older, these areas there, they turn almost like ghost town. There's no more blood. There's no blood supply that goes into these parts of your body. Like is, is that like, linked to varicose veins? It's not. No, this is a little different okay. than that. But but I do have some interesting um, stories on that. But in regards to the ghost veins, hydrogen has been shown to get blood back in there. So now you're getting blood supply again, and that's crucially important to good health. And then the blood flow. I have a video. I think it's video number. It's like 68 or 69. I, I had a comment on it um, just actually yesterday, and I showed footage. Again, this was actually a Japanese lab where they were doing a live blood analysis, and I've literally had doctors contact me saying, what you're showing there is impossible. They actually <laughs> thought it was a hoax. You know, and one of them went so far as they were like, okay, look, if I perform the same exact test in a lab that I have access to, 
and it doesn't show those results, are you willing to come out on your channel and tell people the truth? I said, absolutely. I always want the truth when it comes to hydrogen. And they performed the study. The, la the lady got back to me and she said, I can't believe it. The results were exactly the same. This stuff's the real deal. I mean, it's, it, it is literally like a miracle molecule. And she began to give it to her like 94-year-old mother who literally could barely get up and walk for maybe one or two minutes and she'd get dizzy and tired. And she was always giving her different supplements. Nothing was working that well. She started giving her hydrogen and all of a sudden it took, you know, a few months, but she was able to get up and she could walk for hours. And I remember she literally told her mother, or I'm sorry, her daughter, I don't know what this is, but this is the stuff that's really working. What is it? She said, because it just looks like water. I, what are you giving me here? And she was very curious because she said it was helping her a lot. And so it's so fascinating. Like I said, it's a life molecule and we need more life in the body as we quote unquote get older. What I find fascinating, Greg, is, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of water, H2O. Um, and I, I think maybe on the last time we spoke, I, I also got this understanding was that um, oxygen being the oxidization, which is the breaking down or dis distress uh, or destroying um, aspect, and then the hydrogen being the healing and, and creating aspect. There's one thing that I'm... Um, I'm sure you can answer this. Um, why do they use oxygen when, you know, in hospitals and um, ambulances, etc., um, when it's more of a killing kind of aspect to it? It's just because, you know, it really rings true to me because water, what I always feel is like the balance between the yin and the yang. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, this is this is the, the short answer. Ox, it's not that oxygen's bad for you. Mm -hmm. You clearly need it because life in general seems to be a balance between life and death. Even mm -hmm. if you look at farming, you know, you really should take so much of the food, let it compost and literally put it back in the soil. You know, you need some mm -hmm. death. There's just this natural cycle. The body's the same way. And yes, they can give you oxygen and oxygen gives you a boost by the way, it really does give you a boost. And if you're in a dire situation, you know, you need that extra. It's like um, one of the probably sillier examples that I can come up with is, have you ever seen a paint on a car that's been oxidized and it looks kind of terrible? Mm. It looks old. And you literally take Rusty. a compound. Um, yeah, or the paint gets faded. But you literally yeah. take a compound that's oxidizing and you clear off the surface and underneath it looks brand new again. And mm. so using... Uh, oxygen is beneficial, but you always have to remember this. You have to be cautious because if you use oxygen for too long, it becomes detrimental. And there's a lot of people with medical mm -hmm. issues that they give them the oxygen. It works great for a little while. And then if they get hooked on it, you'll never get off of it again. You'll be hooked for life. You'll need it forever. And that's not a good thing because it does a lot of things. One, it dries you out. So oxygen is dehydrating. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed people okay. who are oxygen, they get really raw on their sinuses and they get really mm -hmm. dry. Hydrogen's the opposite. It's hydrating. So right. it's actually quite the opposite. And it's it, and so again, it gives you that boost. And if you're in an emergency situation, it's like, hey, let's give this guy this extra oxygen. I think in the future, what they're going to begin to realize is there is a lot of medicinal value in different types of gases. And mm -hmm. I think they're going to realize that, you know, where hydrogen has its place, oxygen definitely has its place. You know, ironically, 
if you're if you're healthy and you want to get even healthier or stronger and you're an athlete, you actually do the opposite with oxygen. You actually use less of it, which mimics like high altitude training, because mm -hmm. when you when you give yourself less oxygen, your body will adapt. And so your body will literally think like, oh, we're not getting enough oxygen. We're going to create more red blood cells so we can actually try to absorb more of this oxygen. But if you supplement it, it gives you a boost for about three days. And after that, your body gets kind of lazy and begins to adapt. Like, hey, we have so much oxygen, it'll literally begin to produce less red blood cells. And that's kind of dangerous. You don't want to do something like that. So uh, oxygen should always be kind of in intervals. If you learn about oxygen therapy, it's it's an interval, the way you use it. You know, you do the high altitude training. Yes, you supplement and give you some extra stuff, you know, and there's a lot of interesting and great benefits. But no, oxygen's great. And there's different forms of it, though. Like, for example, ozone, all it is is O3. So it's three oxygen molecules. And that changes oxygen. All of a sudden, it'll, it'll burn you. I mean, O3 can burn, you know. And and it's I think it's really great if you learn how to use it properly. But I think oxygen's a little... It's dangerous. You, you have to learn how to use it properly. You can really screw up. I mean, you don't want to, for example, breathe in ozone directly. It can burn you. So, you know, hydrogen peroxide is another one. It's an additional oxygen molecule. People tend to think mm -hmm. it's hydrogen, but it's really H2O2. And that's mm -hmm. why food-grade hydrogen peroxide, it'll burn you too. It'll turn your skin white if you get it on your skin. You know, it'll burn. And so you have to, a lot of times, dilute it to use it. So these are all... Again, you know, you have to really know your stuff, but but if you learn how to use these different gases, they're incredibly valuable, in my opinion, medically, and can do a lot mm -hmm. of magical stuff. So I, I don't know if that really answers your question about yeah, the it does. I mean, um, I'm I'm thinking of the characteristics of the oxygen and the hydrogen, and you know, you said the hydrogen was very slow, more gentle, peaceful kind of uh, nature where the oxidization is more breaking down, destructive, etc. So when I was in Hyde Park Speaker's Corner chatting, and a lot of the discussion that goes on there, you might be amused by this, that's why I'm mentioning it, uh, a lot of discussion that goes along there is between Christians and, and, and Islam. And uh, I was chatting to a Christian and an Islam at the same table there, and uh, I was saying, you know, he says, what do you believe? I said, you know, I believe god or source is everywhere and he says everywhere he said even in shit and i said yeah of course have you ever taken some <laughs> shit put it on the lawn or your dog shat on the lawn have you ever seen how it grows so beautifully green you know and so i i relate oxidization very much to compost which is uh, a quite a strong breaking down process um oxidization kind of process um which in turn gives life to everything around it yeah, I, you know, it's funny what, what, what you're bringing up here, because I think it's almost a little, I don't, you can say spiritual, you can call it biblical. You know how the church always tells you that you should give 10%, right? Mm -hmm. they always say tithing, 10%. yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever looked up the verse about it, but I looked up, I was curious. I'm like, okay, it's funny because the church also tells you, ah, forget the Old Testament. Just, just, just believe the New Testament, right? <laughs> That's what church says a lot. Well, ironically... That 10% verse is in the Old Testament. So are we supposed to leave that behind? <laughs> but, but that's besides No, no, no. I love the idea of an eye for an eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I will tell you about the 10% aspect, which I find interesting, is when you look at the scriptural verse about it, it's actually about 
of farming. And so it seems that 10% of quote unquote, your crop crop, goes back to the soil. It's good for the soil. And then, you know, food can, you know, grow back. What was it? Tenfold or a hundredfold or whatever it was. And so it's interesting that they related it to farming, but I actually see that ratio a lot in, in our bodies. You know, you want a certain level of oxidation, which is, you know, quote unquote normal, and you can accelerate or put more oxygen and get again, Mm -hmm. that boost, like a temporary boost. And that's okay. But if you try to do it all the time, like I said, then, then that's where I think you have to kind of, kind of like exercise, you know, exercise Mm -hmm. is highly oxidizing. It's really good for you, but you don't want to overtrain. Overtraining Mm -hmm. is very detrimental also. And that's the biggest thing that I notice about oxygen versus, Mm -hmm. you know, hydrogen just self balances. That's the, the, that's the beautiful part about it because it makes it that easy. It's self balancing. So I primarily focused on what are the proper levels, you know, proper milligrams, how to implement it, be cautious of byproducts, you know, so that it's not detrimental to your health. And that's been my real, my real focus on how to use it exactly to get those benefits. Yeah, absolutely. Very interesting stuff. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, some of the other ways that hydrogen plays a role. I mean, you've identified some very cool ones for sure. Um, and again, I know we're dealing with an area that medical science has not delved into in any great way. Um, apparently it's a good thing there are people in Japan who are doing that. So I'm glad to hear that. But, uh, I mean, here in the U S we know, I mean, when was the last time you heard about a study on, on hydrogen? Well, um, never. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's talk some more about what, what are some of the really cool things about hydrogen. It has this balancing effect. That, that alone is very cool. The fact that it has, it has this almost <coughs> like it has this, this unnervingly accurate uh, balancing effect that, that we can't even identify how it even works. And yet it's there. Yeah. What, what else can we point to? Well, I mean, they, they did identify some things, right? Like I said, um, you know, even inflammation, for example, inflammation is kind of one of your first signs that disease is coming, you know, that something's going to happen. And hydrogen, you know, function as, as functions as an anti-inflammatory, right? So just that right there is, you know, very, very beneficial. But it doesn't, it's not an anti-inflammatory that's so aggressive, like something that's indiscriminate. Like, for example, when you take a steroid, st- certain steroids can suppress inflammation, but it also affects your immune system, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's dangerous where hydrogen doesn't seem to do that. It can be functioning as an anti-inflammatory but it also actually appears to help your immune system, right? So, you know, these little things like that are are really what's so fascinating about it. And of course they found, like I said, it it appears to function as a signaling molecule. Uh, This is actually very fascinating. Uh, And it it also has been shown to activate certain genes, which fasting activates a lot of, you know, awesome genes. Fasting, Mm -hmm. there's so many benefits in fasting. In fact, there, there is a lot of similarity between fasting and hydrogen. So like when you use hydrogen, remember I, I mentioned producing ghrelin, that's something that's produced when you fast, mm-hmm. you know? So this is also very fascinating. I have, what's funny is that I have my theories about why it's doing it. Like, I actually think I know, um, but nobody in the <laughs> okay. world does. So that's a little arrogant on my, you know, I'm not trying to be arrogant about it, but I think- Ah, bring a little working. arrogance out. What the heck? We can see it in a little arrogance. Well, to be honest, <laughs> You know, I haven't actually mentioned it um, publicly because what happens is that every time I do that, my my information ends up being stolen. Like I, I created oh. a protocol <laughs> and, and these guys 
take my stuff and then they punt it off as their own. And so that's why I've been cautious because I need to be able to get it more in a written format. I've even spoken to, uh, to some lawyers about it because they had me talk to a UCLA scientist slash doctor. And I explained some of this to him and he was looking at my theories, as you might call them, my hypothesis. And he was like, you know what? I think that you're actually right. And you are, you are correct in not wanting to share it right now because people just steal your stuff. And I, on my YouTube channel, that's what happens. I literally put something out there and all of a sudden everybody's, you know, taking it and preaching the same thing. And, um, and then some of them, they even did studies on, they literally did studies on a protocol that I created and the study actually showed that I was right again, that it really did enhance how hydrogen works in the body. Um, I developed certain protocols like uh, drinking hydrogen on uh, water on an empty stomach. Apparently nobody thought about that, but I did. And about 20 to 30 minutes before meals, um, also combining the hydrogen water with the hydrogen gas. So for example, I was drinking or even suggesting to people like in my family, people I know, you drink the hydrogen water first and then you inhale. And nobody ever thought about doing it in that order. There's a specific way that I, there's a reason that I came up with these, but when they did the study, sure enough, it actually enhanced the hydrogen because the water does certain things. The gas will do certain things, but when you use them together, they compound each other and they do, they, they're activating genes that they never activated before. So, you know, so that protocol did work and that was actually mine. I created that, but I gave it away. I, I, I give this stuff away for free on the internet. In fact, just about a week ago, I had a doctor who's been watching my channel and he's like, man, your, your YouTube channel is a gold mine and you're giving all this stuff away. And I'm like, well, I don't know how else to do it. I mean, what else am I supposed to do? I want people to get the benefits. So, but I, I, I can sometimes envision, you know, how it works. And uh, a lot of it, I wish I could go into a lot of a lot of it, but apparently I'm not supposed to. But I can tell you this, I can tell you that this was actually discovered. So this is already out there, but almost nobody knows about it, is that we not just produce hydrogen in our gut. That's what the scientists thought. We also produce it in our cells when when we're creating energy and a tiny amount we produce it was almost undetectable that's why the world of science didn't know it was the japanese who uncovered this and it gets used up almost immediately so, so that's fine creating energy you know like atp production like the mitochondria or no. what's atp and, what's that no, energy no. Oh, okay so right, break it down for me like i'm an idiot <laughs> well basically when you need energy <laughs> like, you know, like if you're going to okay. exercise or something, you need to produce ATP, you know, which is produced obviously within the cell. And when you're producing it, apparently we produce a tiny little bit of hydrogen at that moment, but it gets used, you know, almost immediately. So it was a, it was a very difficult thing to spot, you know, some other data that I can tell you also, which is um, really, really new. In fact, I don't even think it's been published yet. Uh, the Japanese, again, discovered that the hydrogen gas is having an effect. It doesn't seem to be as profound, but it is having an effect on our gut bacteria. But it's the mm -hmm. water that primarily has this profound effect, which is the reason that I came up with my theory and my protocol about drinking the water on an empty stomach. Because if you drink mm -hmm. the water and there's food in your stomach, then the water is going to stay there. You know, it's, it's going to stay there with digestion. But if you drink on an empty stomach, it'll, it'll be passed through rather quickly and get into the GI and bring all this, you know, rich hydrogen into the GI, which can, you know, help with the inflammation, you know, help with free radicals. And um, so that's why I came up with that particular theory. And it, and it appears to work. I, I mean, I've seen it work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, there's one thing that somebody pointed out to me recently, which I think may interest you as well. I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but um, the concept is don't don't sip a lot of don't sip your water all the all time all the day all the time all day etc. Drink a lot of it, so some will flush out the system, some will be absorbed etc. And then carry on with your life. So, you know, I'm I'm liking the idea that I'm getting. I'm feeling at the moment is like only eating twice a day, um, eating fairly big, you know, reasonable meals, um, and, you know, drinking fairly large quantities. I mean, like two, three glasses and then not doing anything until, you know, much, much later. So you kind of feel that a lot of, a lot of time I use the word wasted because I've always looked at food as a little bit, um, a little bit of, a waste, you know, uh, fill, fill up the tank and let's go, you know, let's drive. <laughs> um, so, you know, eating to a lot of people is very pleasurable and it's a whole thing for them. But, um, to me, it's more like this is fuel for the engine. Let's get good quality fuel and let's, um, only fuel it in fewer amounts of time so that you've got more time to live your life and to do whatever you want, where you want to go and what you want to do. Um, and not spend so much time drinking, uh, you know, if you're sipping all day, every day, it's a lot of time taken up doing it. You know, if you're snacking all day, every day, then it's a lot of time taking up doing it. So, you know, that, that, that's the way I'm looking at it at the moment, which is, is, is interesting because a lot of, I think the sports guys are, you know, they're quite big into their sipping, sipping, sipping water all the time. Yeah, I, I actually, well, I, I agree with you in a lot of ways. Part of my protocol, like when you first wake up in the morning, one of my protocols is obviously most people use the restroom. In the I say sipping water. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> even, even before that, you, you know, you take a toothbrush, no toothpaste, no nothing. You just take a toothbrush, you wet it. And yeah, you brush your teeth, but you brush the inner surfaces of your mouth, the roof, the tongue, the mm-hmm. inner lining of the cheeks. It's, it's cheap. It's, it's free basically. But the reason that you do it is because the reason I came up with that protocol, everything I come up with tends to be backed by science. The Japanese discovered that you grow cancer-causing bacteria in your mouth when you're, you know, at night when you're sleeping, you get all this stuff growing in your mouth, hence morning breath. And what you want to do is you want to brush it off because people will wake up and have water or they'll have coffee or something, and they're literally ingesting these bacteria. So the first thing you want to do is just clean your mm-hmm. mouth. And believe it or not, that will help your health a lot. And it's so simple. You know, yeah, I'm always yeah, trying to come up with I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this as well because I always, I've always done from a, from a quite a young age and I, I, I can go into some more, more depth, but, um, I've always scraped my tongue. See, literally you stick your tongue out and you use the top of your teeth and you scrape it out. So I'm always doing that quite often. And one of the reasons I'm doing it is because I have quite a yellowy tongue, which, me, which I think I'm leaning towards that the reason why you've got this mucousy tongue is because you've got post nasal drip. And the reason we get post-nasal drip, that's still an illusion to me. I, I haven't, you know, I haven't managed to get past that one. I do know that if, if you massage the lymph system, uh, and I know exactly where it tends to be blocked in me, which is mostly here, uh, then these sacs are completely emptied and drain, everything drains beautifully. And I, when I am clearing them, I do get a lot of post-nasal drip, et cetera. Um, so all of this is very interesting to me, um, for numerous different reasons, because I, I've always studied my body in great depth, uh, but the idea that your mouth creates cancer 
uh, forming material, which is, you know, like carbon, etc., uh, which is oxidized stuff, really. Um, um, it, while you're sleeping and you wake up in the morning, it's really, really interesting to me. Um, and, and interesting why instinctively you, you create certain routines for yourself, but you don't fully understand the mechanisms until somebody like you comes along and says, hey, this, this is how this, this part works or that part works. So yeah, it's quite interesting. I thought, it, I thought it's an easy one, right? It's an easy thing to do. And once you do that, my protocol is the very first thing in the morning that goes into you is hydrogen water. I think most of us mm-hmm. know that when we first wake up, we feel we're, we're dehydrated, right? You can kind of feel that. And in the world of science, not anymore, not anymore, but I'm trying to work out why I'm not dehydrated anymore. I used to, you know, wake up at night and have to drink water, but that's all gone now. But, um, a lot of things have changed. I mean, when I just look at my hands at the moment and they, they, they are just, you know, you get that blotchy hand when you haven't got good circulation, but ever since I've been focusing so much on my water, circulation has improved and improved and improved and. It's very difficult oh, for me yeah. to get sick anymore. Um, it's just almost impossible. <laughs> you know, you'd probably, you probably would love that video. I think it was video 68, the one where the live blood analysis, because they had the woman's blood and then they had her drink normal water. So you can see what it did with normal water. And it, it did improve the circulation. You should see it. It, it. it did improve it. And then they did the hydrogen water. And then mm-hmm. things were just dramatic. It was so dramatic that, like I said, doctors didn't even believe it. They're like, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. Um, it was it was pretty mind-boggling for me, too. But I was saying about, you know, this, this kind of uh, routine in the morning of cleaning the mouth and drinking the water. But you never want to really drink more than one liter in a one-hour period because at that point okay. you strain the kidneys. Yeah. So that's just a simple scientific fact and, and a number mm-hmm. that people can begin to like, oh, I didn't know you're not supposed to drink over a, a liter because I've done it myself many times. Yeah, no, I learned that many, many, many years ago. Yeah. No. So for yeah, people who don't know. Strain the kidneys, yeah. yeah. So I, I stick to, I always tell people a minimum of half a liter with quote unquote, a maximum of one liter and you drink that and, you know, in 20 or 30 minutes, then you can do your breakfast, which mm-hmm. at that point, you know, I, I, I you can see my video. I do what I call hydrogen smoothies or just smoothies, you know, a lot of vegetables. And, and I did that also because of another study in Japan. They, they just, this was a huge one. They discovered that if you eat vegetables first thing in the morning, that it helps regulate your blood glucose all day long. And that was a big discovery because what it ultimately did was they had to uncover the mechanism and what was really going on. And that revealed mm-hmm. a part of the human body and how it functions that we didn't know. So this is new, oh, okay. very new data. What, what part was that? Uh, basically, the GI has like these tiny microscopic, almost like little holes in there. And these mm-hmm. fibers from the vegetables will literally go in there and they somehow help regulate blood glucose all day long. But only for one day, obviously, for that one day. By the next day, you would have to eat the vegetables again in the morning. Mm-hmm. And when I first read the data, see, whenever I read data, I think to myself, how can I easily apply this to my life? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. The first thing I thought of was, how in the heck am I going to eat vegetables in the morning? I mean, who eats vegetables for breakfast? <laughs> you can juice them. You could juice them. We juice a lot of vegetables. Yeah. But then you're missing the fiber. You're missing the and fibers. That was the part. Yeah. The fiber is the yeah, part. You could always add actually... the fiber back in afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Um, but 
I just, does it I have to be a... pure vegetables or can it be fruit and vegetables? So like add an apple to sweeten it or something, you know? You know, what I did is I have, so my blender's like, it's a pretty big one. And I've just put like 80% vegetables, maybe 85. And then I just put one banana, you know, and I, and, and I, and a few blueberries cause they're so good for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's the way that I go about it. And it feels, I mean, it feels so good that I literally, every morning I make it, I've had friends and family, you know, who see me do it and they're like, you're still doing this? Like, how, how can you do this every day? Cause <laughs> they, they think it's impossible to, to, to do what things like What veg do you use? I'm curious. Uh, what, what? What veg do you use? Well, I use a lot of different greens. I use beets. I use carrots. Um, I like to use broccoli sprouts, highly anti-cancerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I do use chia seeds that have been soaked in water. The the colon and the GI really requires a lot of water, um, even for mm-hmm. digestion of food. So I try to bring in a lot of water into my system. You know, I always drink hydrogen water before a meal, always. Empty stomach, mm-hmm. hydrate that colon, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. And then, of course, all the magical antioxidants, um, you know, in the hydrogen water, you know, so when you eat, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can help with a lot of that, that quote unquote oxidation that does happen, actually, when, when you eat a meal. I remember seeing studies about like we're, we're basically like we're aging with every meal that we eat. That's part of the aging process. And um, there were some interesting that was a long time ago, that data. But that's the reason that, you know, you probably shouldn't overeat, you know, these huge meals are really strong drain the body, you know, like on Thanksgiving when people just stuff themselves. And it's one of the reasons that people don't realize, have you ever noticed that you get tired when you eat a really huge meal? Mm, absolutely. And it's literally because get, get the body. tired when you eat the f- most, most, most meals, specifically if they don't come out of the house, if, you know, if you go to a restaurant or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, f- I find um, my body does not tolerate it very well. Um, you know, my wife even makes her own bread at the moment. And, you know, yes, we used a bread machine, but now we're, now we're using sourdough, which is a lot longer process. Okay. <laughs> if anybody wants to make sourdough bread, believe me, it's a lot longer, but, um, you know, it doesn't bloat or bother my stomach at all. Um, as opposed to the normal bread. And, uh, I was wondering if you've ever looked at bread and which, what may be better or not from the hydrogen or maybe. You know, well, interestingly enough, that woman with the celiac. Or just disease, avoiding it altogether. <laughs> I, I avoid it really for the most part. I eat the, the carbohydrates mm. that I eat are primarily like steamed rice. You know, I've, re- I've really observed the Japanese culture uh, mm. very closely because they have that yeah, the longest way we, we do rice and the way they do rice is completely different. Right. And I mean, they have the longest life expectancy of any industrialized nation in the world. You know, and, and I mean, these guys are. And, and when I look at the way they do things, I mean, the amounts of vegetables they eat, you know, the, the, the tofus, uh, they actually have, um, you know, they have a little bit of steamed rice. They don't have a ton of it. They, they have so much with the meal. And I've seen how they do things and I've observed it. And it lines up with a lot of the data, too. So I try to apply those type of things to my life. And that's primarily the carb I get is, is steamed rice, you know, and beans. Beans are a little different, though, but beans are quite magical. Have you guys ever heard of natto? No, man. If you guys have never heard of natto, you're gonna you're gonna love this. This is I find it so fascinating. So basically, the Japanese have a ton of superfoods. I mean, a lot of them that they eat on the regular. But their number one superfood in their culture is natto, spelled N-A-T-T-O. What it actually is is a fermented bean. 
When you mm-hmm. ferment beans, they, they literally transform into something magical. And they've done so many scientific studies on natto. But the taste, I mean, I would probably almost bet that probably none of you guys would like it, but you never know. You might, you might be open-minded. It took me over three years to get accustomed to it and really like it. <laughs> but I created something called the natto smoothie. <laughs> so, you know, you get all this good protein from the beans, but it has a lot of good bacteria that is really good for your GI. You know, fermented foods are mm. so good for you. You know, the, the kimchi, very the sauerkraut. You know, and I try to implement make sauerkraut and and, and another fermented thing which I can't quite remember the name of, but it's not not of, but something similar. I'm guessing. Oh, is it like um, what's the name of that stuff? It's almost like a bread. A lot of veg and no. I'm trying to remember. There, there is something called. I wish I could remember the name of it right now. Tempeh. That's what it is. Have you heard of tempeh before? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a, like a fermentation of the bean also. And tempeh is amazing yeah. for you. I love tempeh. You know, that's what actually tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to get used to it. You'd have to get used to it. But I, I put it in a smoothie where you virtually don't taste it, and yet you get all that nutrition. You know, I, mm-hmm. I love smoothies. I tend to live off of them for, like, breakfast and lunch. And then dinner, I, it's, I tend to try to only have one solid meal a day to kind of take the strain off the GI and off the body so that it can repair more. And, you know, the, the strain off of that and other things begin to repair. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of the modality that I kind of created. And it's worked really good, not just for me, but, I mean, countless people. I've had a, I have a lot of stories throughout the years of, of things that doctors say are impossible from reversing kidney disease. I've done it with people. Doctors say it's impossible to reverse kidney disease. Um, of course, cirrhosis of the liver, fatty liver disease, hydrogen's amazing for that stuff. I've seen literally miracles in regards to things like that. And macular degeneration's a big one. Doctors say that's impossible. It leads to blindness. So far, I have two people who have gotten rid of their macular degeneration. Um, glaucoma, that was my father's. He had glaucoma for like 30 years mm-hmm. or more, and his glaucoma's my gone. Mother had it, yeah. And okay. literally, you, his you doctors. Have, you have my attention because I have macular degeneration. <laughs> Oh, then you, you, I'm telling you right now, you, you have to be on hydrogen yesterday, you know, because you can go blind. You can go blind. Oh, I know. Well, I was supposed to be blind 15 years ago, so I figure I'm doing pretty well, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It's scary, but yeah, these two people were using the hydrogen and doing my protocol, just minor changes, you know, little, little, like the brushing of the mouth and, you know, these little things, the really clean water. I always emphasize that if people want the cleanest water, most people don't know how to do it. But if you go, there's a place, I've done all the research. There's a place called mypurewater.com. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. I, I have a discount code mostly for discounts. I don't really get that much out of it. But the important part is, you know, getting somebody a discount. And the code is Uprising144K, which is the same as my channel. But what that does is you do a, what's called a carbon distiller. And I have all the data on every filtration method there is. And carbon distillers clean water to the highest degree that you can. That's, how, that's literally what they have to do is use distilled water in the medical industry when they make IV fluid, for example, the IV fluid always starts with distilled water. It has to be extremely clean before you start pumping this stuff into your veins. And so you make that water. And I was talking to a doctor recently because I, I add certain minerals. The ones that I like are called concentrate minerals. They're really cheap. So you get a big bottle of them for like 20 bucks. They last years. And I put that in the water, of course, and then, you know, add the hydrogen. And yeah, things, things that they say are incurable. I, I've, I've seen stuff reversed, whether again, what's kidney disease, the macular degeneration, 
a lot of other things too. I mean, the celiac disease, people with uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, I've had a lot of good success with them when, when doctors, even naturopaths just said, look, there's nothing more we can do for you. And uh, I remember a woman who contacted me would spend $175,000 on doctors and treatments. And like she said, the best benefit she got was maybe 10%, maybe 15% benefit. And it was so little and she was just out of hope and it was ruining her life, which I totally understand because I had my own medical issues. So I, I get how that goes. And uh, she got on the, the protocol that I would suggest. And she also did the hydrogen and she said she had 85% improvement. She said wow. she was almost at a hundred percent and that took about six to eight months. And she said it just changed her life. She felt she had her life back. And that's the part that makes me feel really good, you know, because I really believe in what the scriptures say when they say things like, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, you know, love one another basically and be kind to each other. Mm. And so when you can do good things to help somebody get their life back, especially when you know what it feels like to lose your life. Cause I mean, I've had that. But when you get your life back, it's it's such a blessing. And, and, you know, nobody wants to be sick and decrepit while you're here. It makes you not want to be here, mm. <laughs> you know. So Very true. Well, as usual, this has been, a, well, I should say as usual, after your, your second visit, as usual. And this has been a fascinating <laughs> program uh, to hear all so the good. stories and hear the research and so forth. So thank you. Before you go, tell us a little bit more. How do we find out? I know there's holyhydrogen.com. There's mypurewater.com. Anything else we need to know? Well, if they want discounts, um, I don't know if you have any discount codes. I have some if you want mine, if you have any, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, for the hydrogen one, all capital letters, Uprising 144K will give you a discount on the hydrogen generator, which is literally the best. I always caution people because I literally have videos on. Now I have lab footage to prove what I've been saying all along. But, you know, these little Chinese bottles, they're not going to give you the therapeutic hydrogen that you really need. And they do appear to be leaching metal. And it's important to, again, apply the hydrogen properly. And so that's where the hydrogen and then the, the carbon distiller. And what the probably the initial expense is the biggest part. Once you have the equipment, it lasts an extremely long time. In fact, the carbon distiller lasts basically forever. It's American made. They use higher grade of stainless steel. They cost a little bit more. I think about $200 more than a cheap Chinese one but they last forever. As long as you keep them clean and maintained, it costs you about two, maybe three cents to make one gallon of the cleanest water. And I'm really big on clean water. I just, I, I feel like I can't emphasize it enough. Clean water. I had a, an amazing story of a doctor who contacted me, very sweet woman. And she literally said, I have a medical issue and I have not been able to figure it out. I heard of you. And she said, I'm an excellent doctor, but I can't figure out my issue. And I, and I figured out her problem. I mean, the first thing I told her was, um, first, let's start with clean water. And she goes, oh, I already have a great water filter. It's a Berkey, and it's got the extra filters. I literally have four giant filters on this thing. I'm sure my water's great. And I told her, I said, well, I still recommend the carbon distiller because I know what the Berkey can't do. In fact, no water filtration can do other than a carbon distiller. And she didn't do it, but she did get the hydrogen because I told her about the hydrogen. She was also skeptical. She ended up reading the data. She got back to me in four days and said, this stuff's amazing. I want it right now. <laughs> so she immediately got on the hydrogen and she's like, I'm going to fix this problem. And uh, what ended up happening, and this is something I like about the hydrogen device, it exposes water. And what happened with her machine within the first about month, month and a half, she emailed me. She's like, my machine's broken. And I thought, well, now that's odd because these machines are incredibly reliable. The Japanese, it's like the Toyota of hydrogen machines. And, uh, and I said, I doubt that it's broken. And she goes, well, look at it. She sent me a picture. And I still have the picture. It looked like green bubble gum inside where the plates are in the machine. 
And I was like, I've never seen that before. So I contacted the company, contact their engineers and scientists. That's why I love this company. They're more well-informed than anybody there is in the world of hydrogen. They looked at it and they got back to me and they said, it's not the machine, it's her water. And I was like, really? Like, I was a little skeptical. I'm like, really? Are you guys not wanting to take responsibility? <laughs> or, or is it really the water? They said, no, it's, it's definitely the water. And so what she did was she got a carbon distiller like I recommended. She cleaned up the machine, started using the water from the carbon distiller. The machine ran perfect. No more of that green sludge. And within roughly six months, her medical issue of years was gone. And she was like, this really worked. And it turned out that there was most likely something in her water. Um, apparently that there was some farm nearby that she thinks was dumping certain, you know, chemicals and pesticides that were getting oh, into wow. her well water. And she was consuming this every day. This is yeah. how important clean water. I just can't, I mean, the price, even if I think with a discount, the carbon distiller is like 590 bucks, the, the countertop that I use. But to me, that's such a small price. I mean, we pay, I don't know, plane tickets, car tires. I mean, whatever, this is your health. Like, how much do we pay for medical bills, right? I mean, people pay just insane amounts of money for medical bills. And so anyway, just having clean water for me, it's just, I, I don't even want to drink gross, dirty water. Um, so just that and the hydrogen resolved her issue and it changed her life. And she was so grateful. And I, honestly, I never heard back from her again after that. <laughs> when, when people get better. Water here in London is only, is, is only seven times filtered from sewerage. <laughs> Thank you very much for that cheery talk. <laughs> well, this has been a very fascinating Cheers. conversation. We'll have to have you back again sometime. But uh, continue to do the great work that you're doing. Great. Thank you for what you're doing, by the way. Even though I know you're at a point now where where you're still not getting a whole lot of uh, credit and you're getting not getting a whole lot of attention for what you found and what you're sharing, but that's going to come over time. So I'll, I'll, I'll thank you now to help you keep going. Thank you for what you're doing because it really is important work. Thank you so much. And thank you guys, Louis and Anne-Marie as usual. It's been great. And thank you to our podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>